السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of our ibadah during the month of Ramadan forgive our shortcomings and allow us to witness uh, many many more Ramadans Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen Before we begin our Eid address just a few announcements uh, kindly please pass the donation boxes from the left side to the right side Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Ahabbul a'mali ila Allahi adwamuha wa inqal that the, most, that the most beloved actions to Allah Azza wa Jal are those deeds which are done consistently even though they may, be, they may be little, they may be small so in the month of Ramadan that was a means for us to uh, engage in ibadah whether that was recitation of Quran, giving sadaqah, fasting and all the different other forms of ibadah but that doesn't mean that once the Ramadan, month of Ramadan ends that all those actions also stop as well. Yes, we may not be able to maintain the same level of uh, consistent, uh, same level of amount that we were doing, but we can ensure that after the month of Ramadan, starting from today, we can set up a schedule, a regimen that I was reciting maybe two, two juz ajza per day, or maybe one ajza. But on a daily basis after the month of Ramadan, I will make sure that after Salatul Fajr or before Salatul Isha or after Salatul Isha, I will take some time out to maybe recite one, one quarter or maybe half juz just to make sure that that level of spirituality that we gain during the month of Ramadan is maintained all the way till the next Ramadan. Similarly, along with the recitation of the Quran, the amount of sadaqah that we were giving, we can continue to give that whether that's on a daily basis, even though that means just one dollar a day. As we know, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, da'u maldaakum bisadaqah, that cure your sick through giving sadaqah, along with the different hadith regarding giving sadaqah, whereas it repels the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is not just, we're not in need of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just in the month of Ramadan, we're not in need of the punishment being repelled from us just in the month of Ramadan, but Throughout the year, throughout the 12 months, we are in need of the barakah in our health, in our wealth, in our family. We are in need of the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being away from us throughout the 12 months. So let's try to ensure that after the month of Ramadan, we're able to um, engage in those same acts of worship, of those same ibadah that we were engaged in during the month of Ramadan, even though they may be, they may be small but consistent. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to maintain that level of spirituality and allow us to remain uh, consistent. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Inshallah, we will have Jumu'ah Salah taking place today. The first Jumu'ah will be at 1 p.m. and the second Jumu'ah will be at 2 p.m. Additionally, if you do not get a chance to pay your Sadaqatul Fitr, kindly ensure that it is paid on behalf of every single member of the family before the Eid Salah. We have boxes uh, in the lobby, or you can sell it at Sadaqatul Fitr at masjidds.org. The minimum is $7 per person, but the higher amount, uh, if you're able to do so, is $44. So you can either pay it in the lobby, or you can sell it at Sadaqatul Fitr at masjidds.org. Lastly, as we have been announcing that inshallah our annual retreat, which is the largest gathering of, our, uh, of the year that takes place, will be taking place on Memorial Day. We will ha be having flyers passed out as the brothers are leaving, brothers and sisters are leaving. Kindly please pick one up, uh, take a look at it. The topics are very uh, relevant, uh, important. The, the theme is ch the changing tides of right and wrong, navigating moral shifts in modern society. Uh, we have uh, Sheikh Khadid Big, who, is visit, who will be visiting from California, along with Mufti Yasser Nadim uh, and the different uh, ulama from Dar es Salaam Seminary. So kindly please uh, pick up a flyer, take a look at it, save the date, and share the event with your family and friends, inshallah. Jazakumullah khairan. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhina astafa amma ba'd. فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في محكم تنزيله بعد أن أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولتكملوا العدة ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون صدق الله العظيم My dear respected brothers and sisters, respected elders and dear young students and friends السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this a Mubarak Eid, a blessed Eid for one and all, and for the entire Ummah. 
those that are enjoying the good times, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them the ability to make shukr. And the sad fact, reality is that those who are undergoing trials and tribulations in their lives, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow them to pass in the test of sabr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this life, He brings different conditions upon us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Najm, He is describing His being, His adhat and His sifat and His attributes. And in that context, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنَّهُ وَأَغْنَى وَأَغْنَى He sometimes makes some people rich, sometimes He makes some people poor. وَأَنَّهُ وَأَضْحَكَى وَأَبْكَى Sometimes He makes people laugh, sometimes He makes them cry. So this is the nature of life. That sometimes we are enjoying good conditions and bad conditions. Health and sickness, wealth and poverty, young age and old age, happiness and sadness. This is the nature of this worldly life. It is a muraqab, it is a composite of both. Whereas in the hereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will separate it. All the happiness and enjoyment will be in Jannah, and all the sadness and pain will be in Jahannam. When the Ahlul Jannah will enter Jannah, there are announcements that will be given by the angels to them. And there are four statements they will say, that إِنَّ لَكُمْ أَنْ فَلَا تَمُوتُوا أَبَدًا In this Jannah you are entering, you will remain alive forever, you will never die. وَإِنَّ لَكُمْ أَنْ فَلَا تَهْرَمُوا أَبَدًا In this Jannah you will remain young, you will never become old. وَإِنَّ لَكُمْ أَنْ فَلَا تَسْقَمُوا أَبَدًا In this Jannah you will remain healthy, you will never become sick. And in this Jannah you will remain wealthy, you will never become poor. But in this dunya, there are different tests. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing each and every single one of us. This is the objective of this life itself. This is the purpose. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاتِ He has created life and death. لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ To test you, أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Who amongst you are the best in their deeds. And this test sometimes is by giving us things, sometimes by taking it away. وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test, He says, I will surely test. But some fear and hunger and decrease in fruits and wealth and life. وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ But give the glad tidings to those who are patient. الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ When they are afflicted with a calamity, قَالُوا They say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ To Allah we belong, to Him is our return. وَلَيْكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّنْ رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمًا For upon them is the mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a special mercy descends upon them. And they are the muhtadun, the rightly guided ones. So in this month, we also had an opportunity to have the test of sabr. Sabr by avoiding food and drink and our physical needs. And to feel the pain of hunger of those who are uh, deprived of these things on a daily basis. They are involuntarily deprived and we were for a short period of time voluntarily depriving ourselves. And Alhamdulillah, after passing through the test of sabr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has now granted us the test of shukr. On this day, this day of Eid al-Fitr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it haram to fast. Just like it was farad to fast in the previous 29 days this year, or sometimes 30 days, uh, it is farad, an obligation. Now it is a haram to fast. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see, are we going to utilize His blessings? Are we going to enjoy the things He has given us? And remember Him and thank Him. Subhanallah, the one who is eating and thanking Allah, الطاعم الشاكر كالصائم الصابر The one who is eating and is thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will receive the reward just like the one who is fasting and is remaining patient. الطاعم الشاكر The one who is eating and is grateful, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, كالصائم الصابر is like the one who is fasting and is patient. Subhanallah, between the two tests, this is a no-brainer, everyone can agree, everyone can understand and realize that the test of shukr is the easier one. And the test of sabr is the harder one. And the, those who pass the test of sabr, their maqam in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be higher, will be loftier. But at the same time, because we are weak, we never ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, grant us the test of sabr, grant us the test of sabr so we have a higher level. Rather we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, grant us the test of shukr. Just like health, and sickness. One of the du'as of the Salaf was that, Oh Allah, we are so weak, we cannot bear the test of uh, sickness, so grant us the test of health. We, hardly, we realize, wow, sickness is a test, but how many of us realize that health is a test? We realize that poverty is a test. How many times do we realize that wealth is a test? All of these are tests as well. Sulaiman alayhi salam, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him, such a beautiful kingdom, such a beautiful power and awesome power, unrivaled, unparalleled. When he said, when his hooded bird came and told him that when he asked, 
Why do not see the Hudhud bird? is not present at the time of the roll call of the troops. And short period of time passed, the bird came and it said, I have the knowledge of that which you do not have, O Suleiman. He was in trouble, the bird was in trouble. It was uh, absent at the time of the roll call. The king, the Malik, and the Nabi of Allah was upset. In fact, it said, I will kill this bird, or I will slaughter it, or I will torment it, unless it brings a proof why it was absent. And the bird comes and says, I have the knowledge of that which you do not have. And I was sent on a spying mission, and I come back with some news. There is a queen who is ruling over a kingdom. She has all the trappings of a king, all the things that a king needs, a queen needs. And she has specifically worth mentioning Arshun Azim, an unrivaled throne. And later on in the story in Surah An-Namal, when Sulaiman asked the members of his court, Who's going to bring this throne to me? Before she herself will come in submission. And one of the jinn says, One big jinn said, I will bring it before this gathering disperses. But then, there was another person who had been granted the knowledge of the deen of Allah and was a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that wali says then atika bihi qabla an yartadda ilayka tarfuk I'll bring it in a blink of an eye falamma rahu mustaqiran indahu when Sulaiman alayhi salam sees that the throne is already present there within a blink of an eye is there he said qala hadha min fadli rabbi this is from the fadl of my role this is the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala liyabluwani to test me it's not just hadha min fadli rabbi and you end there Oh wow, this is the father of my Allah. Thank Allah. That's great. Thanking is the first step. But beyond that, liabluani, it's a test from Allah. Ashkuru am akfur. Will I be grateful or will I be ungrateful? So from all the blessings that we have, we have to be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the reason we're talking about thankfulness and sabr is because the month of Ramadan, this month is a month of sabr. And the day of Eid al-Fitr onwards, this is the time for shukr. These things are bracketed together by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That this month Allah has prescribed upon us like a month of fasting as He has prescribed to nations prior to us so that we inculcate taqwa. And taqwa will come by squashing the nafs. And the nafs is desiring the food, drink, and fulfilling its passions. And by depriving that, we are inculcating taqwa. Additionally, it is a continuous exercise for us that when our nafs goes and wants what it requires and what it demands, what it de- what is asking for, the only reason we are stopping it is because we are reminding ourselves that Allah is watching us at all times. Whether people are in front of us or people are not in front of us, whether anyone sees us or not, our loved ones, our family members, our colleagues, no Muslim would in- now, inshallah intentionally break his fast. Why? Because there is, this is a constant reminder. Why am I not doing this? It is because Allah is watching me. And this awareness of Allah, that Allah is watching me, not only is watching me, He's recording my actions. And not only is He recording my actions, He will replay them on the Day of Judgment. And not only will He replay them, He will judge me based on that. This is the whole concept. Wherever I am, in Allah ma'i, Allah is with me. Yarani, He sees what I'm doing. He hears what I'm saying. In fact, He knows the thoughts that cross my heart. Alimum. He is aware of the thoughts that cross the heart. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. Whenever we are, to, we are alone, يَعْلَمُ wa وَأَخْفَى Whatever is a secret between two people, He is aware of that. أَخْفَى What is not even a secret is a thought in the heart, He is aware of that. مَا يَكُونُ مِنْ نَجْوَى ثَلَاثَ إِلَّهُ رَابِعُهُمْ When three people are having a private meeting, fourth is Allah. وَلَا خَمْسَةٍ إِلَّهُ وَسَادِسُهُمْ Whenever there are five, the sixth is Allah. وَلَا أَدْنَى مِنْ ذَلِكَ وَلَا أَكْثَرَ إِلَّهُ وَمَعَهُمْ Less or more, there is always Allah. Not only He is present, ثُمَّ يُنَبِّيَهُمْ بِمَا عَمِلُوا Then He will inform us what we did on the Day of Judgment. Whatever we are speaking, مَا يَلْفِذُ مِنْ قَوْلِ Any statement comes out of our mouth, إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيمٌ عَتِيدٌ It is being recorded. The Kiramun Katibina يَعْلَمُونَ مَا تَفَعَلُونَ The Kiramun Katibin, they are knowing what you are doing, they are recording it down. Then we will be presented in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يَوْمَئِذٍ تُعْرَضُونَ That day you will be presented in the court of Allah. لَا تَخْفَى مِنْكُمْ خَافِيَةٌ Nothing can be hidden from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So having the concept of that day, that is the essence of what taqwa is. And this is the month of inculcating taqwa. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Through this exercise, 29 day long exercise. Now alhamdulillah, after the month of sabr, now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the Eid comes. And the ayah about Eid is the ayah that I recited in the beginning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلِتُكْمِرُ الْعِدَّةِ Now you have completed the days prescribed of fasting. 
Now is the time to say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Walillahi alhamd. So this is mentioned in the Quran, Allah. Say takbir. In the Eid al-Fitr we say it slowly, in lowly, with a low tone, and in the Eid al-Adha we say it what? With a loud tone. And this is on the way coming, on the way going. And coming and going in different ways. So that, subhanAllah, we have witnesses. On the way coming and witnesses on the going, way going back. And so that the entire area should be reverberating with Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Alhamd. Someone's coming from North Avenue going back from Swift Road. Coming from Swift Road going from North Avenue. Even if it's a longer way. Subhanallah. The longer it is, the more witnesses you will have. And you are taking additional steps to fulfill the sunnah of Rasulullah So we have more witnesses, more people are passing here and there and the community could see SubhanAllah Muslims are coming in the morning, Muslims are going Where are they going? They're saying Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Walillahi alhamd Now why are we saying Allahu Akbar? This is not only coming and going, sitting here we are saying Allahu Akbar In the khutbah, there's, the whole khutbah is Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Walillahi alhamd In the beginning of the khutbah after the salah, nine times is sunnah to recite Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, nine times, continuous. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, nine times. Without the whole walillah alhamd portion. Why are we saying Allahu Akbar? About what? Subhanallah, when we see, uh, when we receive a great gift, we say, oh my God, you know, uh, whatever, something of the material dunya. There was one friend, you know, he wanted to, uh, uh, his father and mother, they raised him, they sent him to school and paid for his education. And, and, and uh, subhanallah, after graduating, he was making a lot of money. Then his father was an average uh, means and he could not necessarily afford a luxury car, much less a supercar. I don't want to spoil the sanctified environment of the masjid by taking the name of this uh, Italian sports car or supercar. But like for example, he just went and bought it and he, when his father saw it, he said, this is a gift for you. Right. So this is how he expressed his love. Now when his father received it, he said, oh my God, Allah Akbar. Wow, Allah Akbar, I got this gift. I got this handcrafted uh, super Italian supercar. Now when he sees it, now um, the rest of the time, I guess uh, hopefully the son is going to pay for the insurance and the gas and uh, maintenance as well. <laughs> so, But anyway, so this is... This is a, this, this Allah Akbar comes out of his heart. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, on this day of Eid, you're supposed to say Allah Akbar on what? Say Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, that Allah granted you hidayah. Because the, greater than that Italian supercar, greater than any other uh, blessing of this dunya is the blessing of hidayah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted you hidayah in this month. In this month if you were fasting, in this month if you were doing, uh, if you were reciting Quran, if this month you did i'tikaf, if this month you made tawbah, if this month you made sadaqah, all of these good deeds that you had the tawfiq for, now is the time to thank Allah for that. And this is an opportunity for us to reflect, oh, do we actually have a lot of stuff, to, a lot of tawfiq that we received or perhaps not. If we didn't do good deeds, then we can, we must continue the Allah Akbar, but you can add a bit of istighfar as well. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, on our own. Why? Because we, we were not able to fulfill what we, are need, what we needed to. In fact, that's a permanent wadifa. Even Rasulullah who performed the best salah, best ibadah, after performing salah, he would say what? Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. But we have to balance it. Whatever tawfiq Allah did give us, let us not deny that. Let us not belittle that. Let us not say it was worthless. It was wor worst month of the year or I didn't do anything. Because this is a slippery slope of shaitan. He starts making you uh, belittle the good deeds, which is prohibited. Never belittle a good deed. And once we start belittling it, that's the first step to abandoning it. Since it's worthless, doesn't make a difference anyway, then why are you continuing such a futile exercise? Might as well abandon it all together. And the trick of shaitan here is that a person thinks, oh, I'm being humble. He's not being, uh, you're not being humble. You're belittling the good deed. So we have to thank Allah and say, تشكرون, to be, be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this ni'mah, whatever tawfiq we had, Allah Akbar, if we thank Allah, what will happen? لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ Allah will increase it further. And if you're not thankful for it, my adab is severe indeed. This is in fact a sign of Iman. This is in Min Alamatil Iman. One of the signs of Iman is that good deeds should make us happy. Rasulullah said, Ida sarratka hasanatuka. When your good deed makes you happy, when your sin makes you sad, then know you are a true believer. They know you are a true believer. فَأَنْتَ مُؤْمِنْ إِذَا سَرَّتْكَ 
hasanatuka when your good deed makes you happy wasaatka sayyatuka and when your sin makes you sad fa'anta mu'min then you're a true believer are we truly happy or not allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us command be happy in the quran and he also gives a prohibition don't be happy somebody will say wait a second make up your mind na'udhu billah is there a contradiction no there's no contradiction afala yatadabbarun alquran do they not ponder and reflect over the quran if the Qur'an came from anyone besides Allah, there would have been contradictions. But the Qur'an is a kalam of Allah, there are no contradictions. There is a command to be happy in Surah Yunus, and there is a command for do not be exultant and do not cross the bounds of happiness in Surah Al-Qasas. One is talking about the blessings of deen, one is talking about the blessing of dunya. With respect to the deen, Allah Ta'ala gives a command to be happy. Allah Ta'ala speaks about the blessing of the Quran and he mentions four attributes. O mankind, pull, say, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi O mankind, there has come to you. The month of Quran just passed. This month of Quran, we are supposed to establish our relationship with the Quran, strengthen our relationship with the Quran. What is the Quran? Advice from your Lord, sincere advice from your Lord, Shifa'ul lima fi sudur, cure for the sickness of the heart, hudan, and it is a source of guidance. And ya inat khajatku mu'idatum mi rabbikum, shifa'ul lima fi sudur, wa hudan wa rahma, hidayah and mercy. So this blessing of the Quran, Allah Taala says, "Qul say bi fadlillahi wa bi rahmatihi, fabi dalika fal yafrahu." Say the fadl of Allah and His rahma, you should rejoice over it. What is the fadl and rahma here? The fadl of Allah is the Quran. And the rahmah is anja'alana min ahli al-Qur'an. This is what the, how the Sahaba made tafsir of this. The fadl of Allah is the Qur'an. And the rahmah is He made us amongst the ahlul Qur'an. So for this blessing of the Qur'an, for the blessing of deen, there's a commandment. فَلْيَفْرَحُوا It's an amr, it's an imperative verb. Rejoice, be happy. So why are we happy? It's not just about لَيْسَ الْعِيدِ لِمَنْ لَبِسَ الْجَدِيدِ وَأَكْلَ الثَرِيدِ And fulan fulan as we will hear in the khutbah. These are the statements of the salaf. That Eid is not just about the one who wears new clothes and the one who, subhanAllah, is eating the best food. And, you know, um, these are the beautiful statements that I will be reciting after the khutbah. Here it goes, it goes, لَيْسَ الْعِيدِ لِمَنْ أَكَلَ وَشَرِبَ وَلَبِسَ الْجَدِيدِ Eid is not for the one who just eats and drinks and wears new clothes. It's not the one who just uh, riding the new horses or new animals, but rather for the one who has the opportunity to thank Allah. Who fasted and stood in ibadah and he abandoned the sins. He left it behind. Eid is for the one who has sincerity in his practice, not for the one who is just enjoying. And Eid for the one who fears the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is preparing for that. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. So this is an opportunity for us. Thank Allah for whatever tawfiq He granted us and make istighfar for whatever deficiencies there has been. And this is regarding the past. With respect to the future, we have to make the strong intention. What is the strong intention? As we are concluding these few words, and we'll go over the tartib of the salah in a moment. What is the intention for the future? The intention of the future is, Continue to engage in the ibadah of your Lord until the final death comes. Right? It is not, uh, you know, we take a break now, mission accomplished, Ramadan's over. And you know, there's a break. No, on the day, normally we have five times a day of salah, on the day of Eid we have six times. Right? So we only increase and come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala till the end. There is no such concept of we're taking a break from ibadah. In fact, ibadah in the beginning stages may be something as burdensome, but as we progress towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the ibadah itself will become an enjoyment. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling Bilal radiallahu anhu that Ya Bilal, O Bilal, arihna grant us comfort by calling the adhan. Innama ju'ilat qurratu aini fi salah. The coolness of my eyes has been placed in the salah. So if we persist with this ibadat, inshaAllah this ibadah itself will become sweet for us. It will become a halawat of iman. Something that we are looking forward to. Something that we are excited about. Something that we are enjoying. So we have to continue to have steadfastness. This is called istiqamah. Inna ladhina qalu rabbuna Allah, those who say our Rabb is Allah, thumma istiqamu, then they are steadfast. Then inshaAllah at the time of our death, tatanazzalu alayhim al malaika. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send the angels, and the angels of mercy, they will come and say, la takhafu, do not fear, wa la tahzanu, do not have grief. 
وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ Take the glad tidings of Jannah الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوَعَدُونَ That you had been promised نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاءُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ We are your friends and supporters We are with you on your side in doing the worldly challenges your earthly life and we are going to continue to remain with you in this journey in the year after وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ Whatever your hearts may desire will be granted to you وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَدَّعُونَ Whatever you ask for will be given to you نُزْبُلًا مِّنْ غَفُورِ الرَّحِيمِ This is prepared for you as a gift from the forgiving, merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to remain steadfast. We cannot give up. This is a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَاسْتَقِيمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتِ Be steadfast the way you have been commanded to be. وَلَا تَرْكَنُوا إِلَى الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُونَ Forget about doing dhulm. Do not even incline towards those who do dhulm. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. This is the greatest challenge. That is why the scholars say, Al-istiqama fawq al-fakarama. That istiqama, remaining steadfast, is greater challenge and a greater achievement than 1,000 supernatural feats of wonder. Than 1,000 karamat. That is why our as-salaf said, look, if we lead our lives the way we were leading our lives in Ramadan, then the time of our death, the day of our death will come like the day of Eid. Right? Subhanallah. The way there is a happiness at the time of Eid, there will be a happiness at the time of our death. This is the sifa of the mu'minun. This is the sifa of the sahaba radiallahu anhu ajma'in. They led their lives like the month of Ramadan, fulfilling the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then death came upon them like the, uh, subhanallah, the gift of Eid. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-mawtu tuhfatul mu'min. Al-mawtu tuhfatul mu'min. Death is the gift of the believer. Death is the gift of the believer. How is it a gift? Because li'annahu jasrun, it is that bridge. Yusilul habib ilal habib. That allows the lover to meet his beloved. Al-mawtu jasrun. Mawt is that death, is that bridge. Yusilul habib ilal habib. Allows the lover to meet his beloved. The lover meaning the slave. Uh, of Allah, the Abdullah, the Amatullah, and the beloved is none other than Allah. Amanu ashaddu hubban lillah. Those are the believers, they have the strongest love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, the disbeliever, he is not invested in the akhirah, and he doesn't even believe in the akhirah. So, he is not interested in the akhirah. They're oblivious to the akhirah. This worldly life, this is the extent of their knowledge. Their statement is, This is our worldly life, we live in, we die. We will never be resurrected. So they're in denial of the hereafter. So they are not looking forward for it. They are in denial. They are potentially, you could say, blissfully ignorant. But that blissfully ignorance, blissful ignorance will terminate when? When the angel of death appears. When the angel of death appears, the physical eye is closing. And even if it remains open, we need to tape it shut, but uh, the spiritual eye opens. We cannot see the physical world anymore, but we cannot begin to see the metaphysical world. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove that cover. He speaks about in Surah Al-Qaf, فَكَشَفْنَا عَنْكَ غِطَاءَكَ We have now un- removed the cover that was blocking your vision. Now, فَبَصَرُكَ الْيَوْمَ hadith, You can begin to see clearly. So the person will begin to see the angel of death. He will begin to see the... He will see the Kiram and Katibin. All the things that are around him that he was believing, he believed in the unseen, and now it turns into seen. Subhanallah. So, this is what happens at death. And the mu'min who has been looking forward, his ruh will come out from his body, like you have a balloon and you uh, untie it, how the air very easily and smoothly would, and is, uh, it escapes from the balloon. Likewise, the ruh will come out of the mu'min. And the ruh of the kafir, it will come out like the thorny bush in which the cotton ball is stuck. And it was going to be beaten out by the angels and it wants to continue to remain in every single part of the body and they'll have to pull it out because it does not want to go when it sees the fearful angels of death. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that. So that is why this death is the tuhfatul mu'min. We have examples of all of our pious predecessors. What were their statements at the time of their death? Starting with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he was given the choice, uh, Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anha, she says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in my lap. Inna min ni'matillahi ta'ala allati manna biha alayya. Inna min ni'amillahi ta'ala. Among the many blessings of Allah upon me, anna Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam tuwafiya fi bayti. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away in my home. And subhanallah wa fi yomi, it was my turn. And when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam's face, head mubarak, his ra's mubarak, his, fa- his blessed head was in my lap. 
وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ جَمَعَ بَيْنَ رِيقِ وَرِيقَهُ عِنْدَ وَفَاتِهِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed my saliva to mix with his saliva at the time of his death. Because he was looking at the miswak in the pocket of my brother or the hand of my brother who came to visit. And then he, I said, Ya Rasulullah, you want this? And he said, yes. He nodded, yes. He was in pain. He did not speak. So she took it and chewed it and gave it to him. He put it in his mouth and then he dropped it. And what did he choose? He's, the word she heard was Allahumma rafiq al-a'la Allahumma rafiq al-a'la Allahumma rafiq al-a'la O oh Allah, the most high companion I seek your companionship I choose to be with you So Rasulullah was granted a choice And he chose to be with Allah Why would he not want to be back with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala From there on we see all the sahaba And uh, shuhada And different ones at the time of their death Those things that have been recorded They all are looking forward Huh? Bilal radiallahu anhu was on his deathbed and he was in the agony of pain of dying. Sakarat, inna lil mawti sakarat. As Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, rarely death has his pangs. So his wife was sitting next to him and she said, Wa karbah, wa karbah. Oh pain, oh agony. Oh my husband is dying. So then he stopped her and he said, Wa tarbah, wa tarbah. No, oh happiness, oh joy. She said, Oh wa karbah. He said, No, wa tarbah. Then she said, What is going on? Then he said, Ghadan al-qal ahibbah Muhammadan wa hizbah. Tomorrow I'll see my beloved ones, Muhammad and the early companions. So he had this yaqeen that he was going to meet Rasulullah. He had this yaqeen, he's going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the list goes on. Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas radiallahu anhum was the Fatiha of Iran. And Abu Baida bin al Jarrah was the Fatiha of Sham. Abu Baida bin al Jarrah, he mentions, I was preparing the troops for battle, and one Sahabi was going forward towards Shahada. And he said to me, Oh, Ya Aba Abu Baida, Ya Amin al Ummah, Halaka bin Hajatin ila Rasulullah. Do you have any message for me to convey to Rasulullah? I'm going on the other side. I'm dying. So Abu Baidah al-Jarrah radiallahu anhu said, salam. Convey my salam to my master. And tell him that remember when we were in the trenches of the battle of the ditch. And you had tied, we had tied stomachs on our stomach stones. And you had two stones. We were digging the ditch. Subhanallah, in front of us was the mushrikun. Behind us were the Yahud. And we were in hunger and famine. And it was a long drawn out siege. It wasn't a one, two, three day battle. And it was cold and it was hungry. We were hungry and starving. And we were afraid. And Allah Ta'ala revealed the Surah Ahzab describing that condition. The hearts are coming out to the throats. You were starting to lose hope. You were shaking to your very core. This was one of the toughest campaigns ever. And at that moment when we went into the trench and we saw the big boulder and we didn't know what to do, we could have gone around it but it was in the line you had marked. And we could not divert from the line from your noble hand. So we asked you what to do and then you said, hold on, I'll come. And you went down into the trench and then you hit it, you tied, you tied three of the, uh, together, three hammers together and you struck it. And when the sparks flew, you, in the sparks you said, Kisra wa Qaisar. I see that the palace of Kisra and Qaisar, you will conquer them. The two superpowers of the time, Persian and Roman Empire. So the Munafiqun hypocrites, they had a good laugh. They said, you guys are surrounded by the enemies from both sides. It's not only Quraysh at this time, it's Ahzab, all the confederate tribes together, allied against you, and Yehud killing you from inside. And uh, you're talking about Qaisra and Qaisra, oh my God, that's, is there, can there be any you know, extent to these fictional dreams, fantasies? Uh, I mean, if you want to dream something, come something at least a little bit possible. They were laughing. So Abu Baidah al-Jarrah tells a sahabi who is passing away in the battlefield of Yarmouk in Sham. He said, Iqra'u minni salam. Convey my salam to my master. Wa tell him, Inna qad wajadna ma wa'adana rabbuna haqqa. Verily, we have found all the promises you conveyed to us, all the basharat, all the glad tidings. Allah has made them come true. Subhanallah. So this is the connection with the hereafter. So this is what they're looking forward to. They're waiting for when Allah is going to call them. All right. This is one of our teachers, one time he came into the class, Mawlana Suleiman Chokhsi Sahib, Hafizahullah. Allah has still kept him alive. He said, who is ready to die here? Everyone was shocked. He said, He said, this is the blessing of Allah Ta'ala. Any blessing Allah gives you, you should mention it. That I'm waiting. Because from the time he came Balik, I never missed one fast, I never missed one salah. And I do not owe any zakat, I performed my hajj, I fulfill my obligations, and I do not owe any son of Adam, any daughter of Hawa, and the entire surface of the earth, not one single cent. I have fulfilled my debts to Allah and the debts to the creation of Allah. And I'm continuing with uh, hoping and expecting when is Allah is going to call me. I'm ready to die. Are you ready to die? That is the question. Right? So if we lead our life like Ramadan, then our Eid will come like, subhanAllah, our death will come like Eid. 
as it is mentioned, when you enter this world, you are what crying, and everyone around was smiling. You know, they were saying it's a boy or it's a girl, and they were happy and they're celebrating, and the fireworks and fula and uh, the flowers and the cakes and, and, and the good news. In general, uh, you know, they say al mutlaq wida utliqa yurada bihi al kamil. When you just say good news. In general, in, in particularly a newly married couple or whatever, they'll say, oh, good news by default. It doesn't necessarily mean a good job. It doesn't mean anything else. When you say there's a good news in the home, it means there's a baby. Such a good news. It is a good news. Time for enjoyment and happiness and celebration. So everyone is happy and you are what? Crying. When you enter this world, the baby's cry is there. It's tahallal walid. And then lead such a life that when it's your time to die, what happens? You are smiling. As a Farsi poet said, Should I not tell you, the sign, indication of the marg meaning death of the mu'min. When the death comes, there is a smile on his lips. The reason there's a smile is, as he's transitioning from alamul mushahada to alamul ghayb, there's that brief moment where he's uh, one step out from this physical world and one step into the metaphysical world. So they literally see the angel of death. And the angel of death that is coming for them is the very, very beautiful, inviting sight. Subhanallah. So let us lead such a life that the way we're happy in Eid al-Fitr, this should be the, our day of our death should be the greatest happiness. Greatest, the happiest day. This is the dua of Rasulullah Allahumma ja'al khayra ayyamana. May Allah make the best of my days, the last of my days. The best years of my life, the last years of my life. The best of my amal, the last amal. In fact, if it's the other way around, then it's a problem. If the best amal are before and a person dies without good iman, good amal, then a person is in problem. Because what counts in the court of Allah is what? The ending. Ali'atibaru bil khawatim. Ali'atibaru bil khawatim. What counts is the ending. So we have to ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a good ending, a beautiful ending. So when a person dies, Nabi said there was a person whose janazah was going. He said, There's rahat in comfort. Either way, there's two options. Mustarih, he is going towards comfort, or or everyone is in comfort that finally, thank God, this burden on earth has gone. Either Mustarih, he himself is receiving rahat, or or everyone is comforted but him going. With, uh, in Surah Dukhan, the same concept we see. فَمَا بَكَتْ عَلَيْهُمُ السَّمَاءُ وَالْأَرْضِ فَمَا بَكَتْ عَلَيْهُمُ السَّمَاءُ وَالْأَرْضِ Allah Ta'ala speaks about Firaun and his army. When he died, neither the heavens nor the earth, not a single one shed a tear. Not a tear was shed by the heavens or the earth. Everyone was in fact, what? Rejoicing. بَلَا تَلِي This adab, this, uh, this mu'lim, this zalim, this tyrant, this dictator. How many blood... Shed, you know, how much bloodshed he did, how many innocent children's blood on his hands. Neither the heavens nor the earth shed a tear. Whereas when a mu'min goes, then the doors of the heaven through which his amal were ascending, they say, SubhanAllah, no more. We are going to miss his munajat. Because the angels, they love that. When they see the dhikr, the dua, they say, What? Halumu ila hajatikum. Come, this is what you need. Now, oh, it's gone. Oh, it's gone. And when the last one goes, Allah, Allah. The judge, day of judgment won't even come until there's a person saying Allah, Allah. So now it's time to wrap up as the time for the khutbah is coming, the salah. But what's the bottom line? Just to recap, number one, this month was a month of sabr. We hope we were able to inculcate that and develop our taqwa. That taqwa we have to continue with the rest of our life. Number two is, this is time for shukr. Shukr on the tawfiq and hidayah Allah granted us. And number three is, we have to continue with this till the end of our day. Such that the day of our death will be the best day of our lives. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Make sure you do not die but in a state of Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our day of our death the best day of our life. Make it a moment of happiness greater than the happiness of Eid, greater than any happiness of our life because this is the day we'll be returning back to you. Allahum barik lana fil mawti wa fi ma ba'd al now inshallah we are going to continue with the tartib of how to perform the salah just a quick reminder tutorial Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says remind for the reminder is beneficial for the believers this is a salah we perform twice a year so sometimes we need to refresh our memory there are many different ahadith about how many takbirat to do in the salah the way we will perform it will be six additional takbirs three in the first rakat three in the second rakat this prayer has two rakat there will be no adhan or iqamah there will just be two rakat 
And inshallah, everyone in a few moments will be asked to stand up and fill in the gaps. Stand shoulder to shoulder, inshallah, in a few moments, in a few moments, in about one minute, inshallah. We'll all stand up and we'll stand shoulder to shoulder. So we'll make the niyyah that we're performing two rakat wajib of Salatul Eid. And inshallah, there will be a first takbir al-tahrimah, Allahu Akbar. This is the takbir that starts the prayer, tahrimah. It makes walking, talking haram. That's why it's called tahrimah. Then after that, we have to remain silent in prayer. Now when we say Allahu Akbar, we will fold our arms. And we will recite the thana. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika wa tabarakasmuka wa ta'ala jadduka wa la ilaha ghayruk. After that, in the beginning of the qirat in the first rakat, we'll have three takbirs. And at the end of the qirat in the second rakat, we'll have three takbirs. So they're at the tarfain, at the two edges. Beginning of the first and end of the second. So then, when we are folding our arms, we are reciting, and we don't have anything to recite, we keep them down. That's easy to remember from our daily prayers. Like when we are reciting Fatiha in a surah, we have our arms folded. And when we come up from Rukur, there's nothing to recite, so our arms are down. So that is a general formula. When you're reciting something, your arms are folded. When you're not reciting anything, your arms are down. That's what happens every day. So like in our normal salah, we have a qiyam and a qoma. The qiyam is fatiha and surah. The qoma is between the ruku' and the sujood. When you stand back up for a short period of time, our arms are down. So likewise over here, Allahu Akbar, arms are folded. Why? Because we're reciting the sana. There's something to do, there's something to recite. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika wa tabarakasmaka wa ta'ala jaddaka wa la ilaha ghayruk. Then we'll do three takbirs. Right? Between the takbirs, there's nothing to recite. So where are the arms going to go? They're going to go down. Exactly. So we say, Allahu Akbar. Everyone raises their arms as well. Allahu Akbar and down. Right? Then that's one extra one. The second overall, one extra. So there's two different counts. The normal ones, we're not going to count them. There's a takbir al-tahrima in the beginning and a takbir al-intiqal, which is to the takbir when you move from one position to the other position, is called intiqal. Right? When somebody dies, we don't just say he's dead and he's gone, he's over. What did we say? Intiqal. He has moved from the temporary abode to the permanent abode. Even in the wording. Min dar al-farar ila dar al-qarar. Right, from this place we have to leave to the eternal abode. So intiqal means to move. So there's a takbir al-intiqal, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, when you're moving around. And there's a takbir al-tahrima in the beginning. So not counting those, the additional ones are six. So we say, Allah Akbar, takbir al-tahrima, fold your arms, subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Then you say, Allah Akbar, takbir, extra takbir number one, arms down. Allah Akbar, extra takbir two, arms down. Allah Akbar, extra takbir three. Now we're going to time for qirat, for reciting Quran or listening to Quran. So now we will what? Fold our arms. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen in a short surah. Then we'll have rukul, sajdas like normal, second rakat, come back up. Then we'll have fatiha in a surah. At the end of the fatiha and surah, now is the time for three additional takbirs. So when we are listening to the surah, our arms will be folded. Then we'll say Allahu Akbar, extra takbir number four. Allahu Akbar, extra takbir number five. Allahu Akbar, extra takbir number six. And then Allahu Akbar. This is not extra takbir. This is which one? Takbir al-intiqal. This is the one going into the rukur. Then after that, inshallah, be two sajdas. One thing to note is that this was not the khutbah. This was just a brief reminder for myself and for everyone. First of all, for myself and for everyone else. The actual uh, wajib khutbah will be after the Eid Salah. Not before the Eid Salah, but after. So after the two rakat, we should not get up and start hugging and uh, celebrating all our ibadat, that Allah has accepted our good deeds, but rather we should continue to remain seating until the two brief khutbahs will take place. After that, inshallah, we can inshallah hug one another, meet each other, and proceed outward inshallah in orderly fashion so that the second Eid can uh, come in. Jazakumullahu khairan. So now, yeah, Juma Salah, there, yeah, there will be two Juma sessions as normal. So please make sure that we do not miss out on the Juma. That is a whole other masala, we can talk about it. That for now we can say sufficiently that there is a Juma Salah that will take place. Nabi Wasallam gave the Rukhsah for the Bedouins. They don't pray Juma anyway. So they had come in the morning for Eid. Then he said, if you want to stay for the Juma, which you can stay if you're performing it. Or you want to go back to your village, not even village, to the desert. You have a choice to go back. So he told them, who? The Bedouins. The people in Medina were praying. That's why he said, if you want to stay back, because they used to perform the Eid in Medina when? This time, very early, after Fajr. So he said, okay, you came from the desert. If you want to stay and pray Jummah with us, you can. If you want to go back, you can. And in the desert, they don't have Jummah anyway. That is the Hadith, which now uh, many people are missing out on the Jummah. So let us not get confused, inshallah. And we will have Jummah. In fact, it's an obligation to perform our Jummah. There are two separate things. This is a wajib Eid, and that is a Jummah, which is Farad. At this moment, inshallah, everyone can stand up. And inshallah, fill in the gaps.
stand shoulder to shoulder. Inshallah, uh, there are brothers outside in the lobby. There's in the, I see in the courtyard. Everywhere, please take a moment. Sisters as well, please fill in all the gaps on the sister side. Okay, I got the message to start, inshallah, so we'll be starting now. And whoever doesn't make it, inshallah, there's multiple Jumas. Right? This is the early bird special. Alhamdulillah. May Allah reward all of you. All right. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين الله نور السماوات والأرض مثل نوره كمشكات فيها مصباح المصباح في زجاجة الزجاجة كأنها كوكب دري يوقد يوقد من شجرة مباركة زيتونة لا شرقية ولا غربية يكاد زيتها يضيء ولو لم تمسسه نار نور على نور يهدي الله لنوره من يشاء ويضرب الله الأمثال للناس والله بكل شيء عليم في بيوت أذن الله أن ترفع ويذكر فيها اسمه يسبح له فيها بالغدو والآصال رجال لا تلهيهم تجارة ولا بيع ولا بيع عن ذكر الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة يخافون يوما تتقلب فيه القلوب والأبصار ليجزيهم الله أحسن ما عملوا ويزيدهم من فضله والله يرزق من يشاء بغير حساب الله الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم 
غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والذين كفروا أعمالهم كسراب بقيعة يحسبه الظمآن ماء حتى إذا جاءه لم يجده شيئا ووجد الله عنده فوفاه حسابه والله سريع الحساب أو كظلمات في بحر اللجي يغشاه يغشاه موج من فوقه موج موج من فوقه موج من فوقه سحاب ظلمات بعضها فوق بعض إذا أخرج يده لم يكد يراها ومن لم يجعل الله له نورا فما له من نور الله أكبر الله أكبر الله الله سمع الله لمن حمدا الله الله أكبر الله الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الله أكبر 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 لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الحمد لله المنعم المحسن الأكبر وسع الرزق على من شاء من عباده ويسر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الذي لا راد لما قدر ولا دافع لما أراد من نفع أو ضرر أحمده حمدا كثيرا وأشكره شكرا جميلا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الملك الأكبر وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله بعثه الله نبيا ورسولا وخص بالشفاعة العظمى في يوم المحشر صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأولياء أمته إلى يوم المحشر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد أما بعد فيا أيها الناس يعلموا أن يومكم هذا يوم عظيم وعيد مبارك كريم 
يوم العيد ويوم الوعيد عيد للأبرار ووعيد للفجار ليس العيد لمن أكل وشرب ولبس الجديد وركب المطايا إنما العيد لمن صام وقام وترك الخطايا ليس العيد لمن شرب وأكل إنما العيد لمن أخلص لله العمل ليس العيد لمن لبس الجديد إنما العيد لمن خاف الوعيد ليس العيد لمن ركب المطايا إنما العيد لمن ترك الخطايا الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الله أكبر لله الحمد قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد نعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يتع الله ورسوله يدخله جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها وذلك الفوز العظيم ومن يعص الله ورسوله ويتعد حدوده يدخله نارا خالدا فيها وله عذاب مهين الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن لكل قوم عيدا وهذا عيدنا وعن عمر بن شعيب عن نبيه عن جده أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بعث مناديا في فجات مكة ألا إن صدقة الفتر واجبة على كل مسلم ذكر أو أنثى حر أو عبد صغير أو كبير وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم لم يزل صومكم معلقا ما بين السماء والأرض إلى أن أحدكم يؤدي زكاة صومه وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام من صام رمضان ثم أتبعه ستا من شوال كان كصيام الدهر فتنبهوا عباد الله وتذكروا الموت واعتبروا بمن مضى من الآباء والجدود أين من مضى من الملوك والعسكر أين فرعون وهامان أفناهم مرور الزمان واعلموا أن يومكم هذا يوم عظيم وعيد مبارك كريم فاحمدوا ربكم واشكروا له على استكمال صومكم وكبروه كما أمر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد أيها المؤمنون أنفقوا من خالص الأموال وطيب الكسب الحلال فالله في أمر الفطرة عن جميع العيال والأطفال والنساء والرجال فيا عباد الله اذكروا أنفسكم وتوبوا إلى الله وأعملوا خيرا فإن الله ذاكر لمن ذكر وشاكر لمن شكر وزينوا بواطنكم بالتوبة كما زينتم ظواهركم بالملابس فقولوا من صميم الفؤاد اللهم إنا نسألك إيمانا كاملا ويقينا صادقا وتوبة نصوحا وتوبة قبل الموت وراحة عند الموت ومغفرة بعد الموت والعفو عند الحساب والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعني وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم استغفر الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه وخليله نشهد أنه قد بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الغمة وجاهد في سبيل ربه حتى أتاه اليقين فصلى الله وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان ودعا بدعوتهم وسن بسنتهم واقتدى بهديهم إلى يوم الدين الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد إن الله سبحانه وتعالى قد أمركم بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه ثم ثنى بملائكته المسبحة لقدسه ثم ثلث بكم أيها المؤمنون من برية جنه وإنسه حيث قال ولم يزل قائلا كريما تعظيما لشان حبيبه وتبجيلا وتكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد ورضى اللهم عن خلفاء الراشدين 
أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين رضوان الله تعالى عليهم أجمعين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم احفظ الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم اجعلنا من عتقاء رمضان يا رب العالمين اللهم تقبل صيامنا وقيامنا اللهم تقبل ركوعنا وسجودنا اللهم تقبل جميع أعمالنا وتبرعاتنا في رمضان وفي بعد رمضان يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعلنا ممن وفق بقيام ليلة القدر يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في كل مكان في مشارق الأرض ومغاربها يا رب العالمين اللهم صبرهم صبرا جميلا اللهم كن معهم وليا ونصيرا اللهم اجمع كلمة المسلمين وانصرنا على أعدائك أعداء الدين وحمي حوزة الإسلام والمسلمين يا رب العالمين عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله تعالى أعلى وأولى وأعز وأجل وأتم وأهم وأعظم وأكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون سعيد مبارك to all the brothers and sisters ما شاء الله